Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Couch Quarterbacks, your, I know, everybody's favorite football podcast. We are back after a couple weeks hiatus, and we are here to bring you a second half of the season preview for the NFL. Um, I'm here with Ben, as always. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple and Spotify under Couch Quarterbacks. Follow us at Couch underscore QBs on Twitter and Facebook and engage with us during uh, during games on Sunday and just during the whole NFL season. It's been an interesting NFL season through the first half. And uh, so we're just going to jump into all the big storylines uh, we're expecting to see for the second half. And we're going to start off here with the NFC because, Ben, we have no idea who, who's going to win the NFC. It's 100% up for grabs. And I think the, the unfortunate thing about this is I don't think we're going to see an NFC champion this year. Um. But, I mean, I think right now, I think Green Bay has a shaky lead in the NFC and is probably my favorite to win it. Um, I also think a close second is the Rams. And also, I think the Cardinals have a decent shot, but it's going to take a lot. So, yeah, like these teams, it's, it's all over the place. And there's not really like a perfect contender like one size fits all contender for this uh group of teams right like all these teams have massive flaws that are that could Clearing. come back to haunt them in the playoffs um you said you brought up the packers as your first team the packers i think that they're susceptible to like are they the same packers as they were last year like is this the same like we saw them go 13 and 3 last year i picked them to go to the super bowl i thought they were going to beat the Niners in San Francisco and they just got fucking stomped. And so I'm just very wary of them, the Green Bay Packers being the same old Packers before. Like, is there, I, I, I understand there, and they have looked a little different. Is there, is there a defense in the league right now? Like that team that the Niners had last year? Probably not in the NFC. I wouldn't miss maybe the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks kind of did do that to the Packers, but, but who knows the way it's laid out right now. And I think that's the Packers' biggest nightmare in a NFC Championship game would be playing the Bucks. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they got smoked. They got smoked. Or the Rams. The way that the Rams defense, like that kind of attacking defense that just puts them behind the eight ball. They can't run the ball. They can't get their play action game off, which I never thought I would have to say about Aaron Rodgers' team. But that's really how how they're effective most of the time. Um, so that's kind of what worries me about them. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just have visions of watching Rogers get smacked around in San Francisco last year over and over again and being like, Oh man, like, am I really going to trust that team again? But yeah. And I just think that all these NFC teams are just so flawed. Like all of them have at least one glaring issue that seems, and I thought that Seattle would address it. And I think a lot of people thought that they would with Jamal Adams getting signed. And I just witnessed Jamal Adams this week just not tackling a man on the goal line. <laughs> he just pulled up. He acted like he didn't want to be there. And I yeah. just, I really thought that, cause you always, everyone always remembers Seattle as being, you know, the 12th man, like this huge defense that plays great at home. And every game that they're in is like a nail biting game that they, it's, there's no convincing wins really. I don't, and I think that's their biggest issue right now. And their defense is last. I'm pretty sure it's still last in the NFL. Yeah, so let's, let's which is jump. a testament to Russell Wilson for keeping them at six and three. So let it, it, and even with the last couple of weeks, how Russ has played, I mean, you can just tell he's trying to make up for a team that he knows clearly has some issues, right? Like 
Russ and Chris Carson being injured all year. Yeah, they have no running backs right now, and they have the worst defense in the league. And Russ is trying to press, and everybody knows he's trying to press. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to it's hard not to game plan against that when you know he's really the only thing keeping them moving forward. Let's uh let's go into that that NFC West a little bit though, because if we're not talking about the Packers as one of the favorites, um, we can get into the Saints in a, in a couple minutes here too, who are the actual two seed. But I think between me and you, if it's not the Packers, we think it's going to be one of these scenes from the NFC West, right? Or the Bucks, But I think the, <laughs> I think the we'll NFC... We'll get to the South in a second. Yeah, then. I think the NFC West is by far the strongest division in the NFC, clearly. And I think that it's a coin toss between the the Cardinals or the Rams. I don't think Seattle is the best team in the or NFC West. Not currently, at least. And there's, I mean, I, I, I really thought that their defense was going to put it together, but they still haven't. And I, I think Arizona could easily beat Seattle. And we might find out on Thursday. Yeah, that's a big game. On big a short week? On, on Thursday. Um, so you're completely out on Seattle? You don't think that they're, you don't think there's a chance they turn it around? No, I don't think, I, I always was hoping for this defense and rooting for this defense to put, like, turn it on. And they just haven't. And I just don't think that they can go up against any. You can't see. Do you see Seattle beating a team with a really good offense, or just not even a proficient offense, not even a good offense? Well, we saw. I mean, a couple of weeks ago against the Cardinals, we saw what happened, right? We saw what happened to the Bills last week against yeah. them, and then today or on Sat on Sunday, the Rams not as as proficient of an offense, but. A much better defense than those two teams just shut them down and did enough to win like controlled that the rams were in control of that game the whole time and they made yeah, because it's been, and i think that over and i think speaking on the rams i think that jared goff when he doesn't have much of a pass rush and has like a lot of time looks amazing he, he looks like a stud oh yeah i mean but it's when plays start to break down is when you obviously see that he's not all that but i still think that if you have if you can't put any pressure on Jared Goff, he's just going to pick you apart and you're going to look really bad and you're going to make him look really good. Well, we saw that a couple of weeks ago with that Dolphins game, right? Like he was Correct. just getting smacked around. Yeah, and that Dolphins defense is really good. It's legitimately good. All right, this is the part of the podcast where I, we'll talk about the Cardinals and I'm going to let you go into uh, – I'm not going to avoid it anymore. Um, so I'll let you, you handle this part and talk about the Hail Mary because I don't think I can start it off. The, I don't know if there's any other quarterback that can do what Kyler Murray did Sunday. I, I'm just trying. I literally, after I watched that, I said, I don't, I don't know anyone that can throw the ball that far after evading that much pressure and then putting it up there to the best receiver on his team. He looked like Pac-Man, like literally avoiding rushers at him, like just bouncing back and forth. Yeah. And I, I just, I, it was unbelievable. I mean, cause I remember seeing Stefan Diggs catch that touchdown and being like game over, like, Hell, hell of a toss, Josh Allen. Like, good, like, you just won the game. Like, that was a convincing win. And not two minutes go by. And on the last play of the game, in triple coverage, and you have DeAndre Hopkins just being bigger and stronger and better than every player around him. He said he dunked on him. He said he dunked on him. And that's Except the, it wasn't one of them, it was three of them. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Not since Aaron Rodgers threw the game winner. Yeah, but I, that one I think is crazier than the Rodgers one because of the catch. Like Hopkins just went up and just like you. Once I once you saw it was DeAndre Hopkins up there, and that it was kind of like 
oh, he could like actually get that. I, I, I thought it was, I knew it was a wrap. Like you knew it was like, yep, he's coming down with that. And it and was just, I don't know why ass. they didn't apply any sort of like, I know it's tricky to like draw these up because it's a lot of pressure. You don't know exactly how these things break down, but I don't know why you don't put like someone to stuff Deandre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald at the line. Just take them out of it. Just don't let them get into open space and get a head full, full of steam toward the end zone. Yeah. I don't know. Just put a man on them. So I, get that, I get that you're in prevent, but I don't know why you don't put a man on them. So two things. Apparently, what apparently they didn't even, the only route that was in the end zone was DeAndre Hopkins because the routes, everybody else, if you're watching it, it was like supposed to be like a 20 yard pass to get like closer for another throw at the end zone. Cause yeah, it was, they had how much time with 11 seconds or whatever. Mm-hmm. So hop was like the only person like in the end zone. But once the play started breaking down, he was just like, Oh shit. Like, you know how receivers come back to the ball. Yeah. Like I got to come back to the ball. So, and then it just, Kyler just threw it up and saw he was the only guy down there. And the while rest falling backwards. Injury. Yeah. While falling back, dude, it looked like he put all his might into that throw. He like did. He literally I mean, that, that's, put all that's, his body into it. I don't even mean that as a short joke or anything like that. Like it just looked like he was like, in, like had just been because he just had been running all over the field and was just like fuck this I gotta get this out of here and yeah just give it a chance yep. and that's all you have to do when you have DeAndre Hopkins to throw to just give the ball a chance well because of that wonderful <laughs> experience series of events um well first of all do you want to do you want to talk talk about um the Deshaun Watson side of this Oh, oh my gosh I just imagined dejected Deshaun after losing to the miserable Cleveland Browns putting up one touchdown just imagine him getting back to his hotel room and flipping on the tv to see none other than deandre hopkins ex-teammate coming down with a touchdown pass from a different quarterback who's playing better than him i just feel so bad i feel so bad for deshaun the ghost of bill bryan will haunt the texans it's horrible i feel really bad and he needs to get out of there or demand that this team gets better in a hurry sitting in a rainstorm or the hailstorm or whatever was going on Sunday. Cause it was crazy here, weather here too. And just the, Oh, the Northeast, on the great lakes, the Northeast was just hectic. Yeah. And just seeing a picture of him cold, just walking back in and seeing in that. Yeah, it's, it's tough for, uh, tough for poor Deshaun. Um, but anyways, we want, we brought that all the way up uh, to bring us back around to our NFC west discussion because that win as un- as unprecedented as it was put the cardinals at six and three and has put them in a position to be first in the nfc west after this weekend depending on what happens with that rams bucket ruck rams bucks game on monday so do we think what's the you have already decided that you're out on the seahawks so do you think that the rams uh have a chance or the cardinals have a chance to up upseat the rams or do you think the Rams are going to end up running away with this? I think Arizona's offense is more dynamic than the Rams. Um, but if we're talking about defense, I think that the Rams have a better defense than Arizona. Unless Buda Baker wants to put the entire team on his back. Um, so I, it's hard. It's hard to say. I, I think maybe the Rams slightly just because I think that they could control Kyler Murray a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's a big if, obviously, because Kyler Murray is looking like the most exciting young quarterback in the NFC. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, he might be the MVP this year. Let's be honest. Like, his stats are better than Lamar's were rushing and throwing the ball last year up to this point, and Lamar ran away with MVP. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's going to win MVP. I, obviously, I, I don't like talking about awards to like week 12, week 13, like when we, we can be like sure of these guys. Get a full idea. Yeah, because it's, it's still too early. It's only halfway through the season. But, I, I mean, if, if by that logic, Kyler Murray has been more impressive and he's more, he looks more dangerous to me on the field than I ever felt Lamar Jackson was even last year watching the Ravens play. Yeah, I'm the down, not even the downfall of Lamar Jackson, but seeing him not as good as he was last year has been making me sad. But I do agree that I, I just think Kyler's arm looks better. I think he's in a better offense just overall that's made made for some passing. I don't think Lamar's offense has, has been made for passing. I don't remember the last time they had a number one wide receiver on that team. Um, and, yeah, this, I, he's shifty. I mean, Kyler Murray is so shifty that he just and he's, he can he's move fast. from like he can move from like zero to like five thousand and whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like he's just like the the change of speed and like the quick twitch that he has is just it's an, it's insane. Seen I've never seen anything like I never seen someone <laughs> with these two gears where he'll be running at you in one gear and then he'll burst out of a juke and just. <laughs> Bro, and his legs are moving so fast. Like so they're literally like it looks like he's in like fast mode, like in, in fast forward when he's running around. The damn road runner. It's crazy. And then he just chucks like he's so accurate too. Like it's not like he can't throw the ball. Yeah, and it, well, in the first four weeks, everyone's like, Oh, we can't throw, we can't do this. You just saw him throw a fifty yard pass <laughs> falling backwards to DeAndre Hopkins to win a game. Like he's got the arm strength. He can throw it. If you watched him at Oklahoma at all, you know that he can throw the damn ball. Like he's not gonna be he's not gonna be Patrick Mahomes out here, but he can spin the ball. And that's the thing. I think that people have forgotten, or not even forgotten, but <laughs> kind of gotten used to seeing Pat Mahomes be so dominant that I think people still ignore that he's probably still the best. I mean, the MVP. Well, yeah, he's twenty five touchdowns, one pick right now. Yeah, I mean, so, like I just think people are so used to being like, oh, yeah, that's just what he does every year. <laughs> That I think we when you see him base doing really well, it's easy to look at that and be like, well, MVP. Yeah. But I think that Pat Mahomes is still. You're right. It's probably definitely Mahomes. But I'm just saying, in general, in comparison to what we watched last year and how crazy everybody went over Lamar, like Kyler Murray is doing that shit again. And we need to, like, that makes, that's what makes them dangerous in the NFC. Nothing else. Agreed. And I'll be excited to see Seattle and Arizona play on Thursday. It'll be a good game. It's, and I think the rest, if the Cardinals win that game, I'm looking at the schedule right now. They play, they still have both their games against the Rams. They play in Arizona December 6th and they play week 17, which very well could be for the division. So we'll see what happens with the NFC West. So let's move on. Uh, let's move on to the uh, NFC South here. We'll jump into the contenders with the Saints and the Bucks. Who do you feel has the edge in the NFC South the rest of the way. I know that the we've watched that massacre last week between the Bucks and the Saints, so it'd be really hard for us to not say that the Saints have the inside track, but do you think that with the injury to Drew Brees, that's going to make them drop a couple games and be able to for the Bucks to make up some ground? So right now, where we stand without seeing who's playing quarterback for the Saints, I have to take the Bucks. I need to see at least one game under either Taysom Hill or 
Jameis Winston that they just look competent. They don't have to look great. They just have to look competent at quarterback. And then I think I would say New Orleans. But until that question is answered, I think that the Bucks are the number one team in the NFC South. Yeah, I'm with you because, like, I, regardless of what the records end up, the Saints could end up winning the division, whatever. That's fine. The Bucks are the better team overall, I think. And even when Breeze comes back, I still I, – I, I don't know. I just still trust Tom Brady more than I trust Drew Breeze at this juncture in their careers. And when it comes to a playoff game, like, especially the teams that are in the NFC, like, we're looking at wild card picture. The three wild card teams right now are Seahawks, Rams, Bucks. If the Saints play any of those three teams, like maybe the Bucks because they'll be favored against them, but would you would you feel confident in the Saints moving on to the divisional round against either of those teams? I don't think I would. No, they could easily drop those games. The Superdome is not the Superdome. It's not like without fans there. It's not. They don't have a home field advantage really. And the same with the Packers too in the NFC, which is why I think once we get to the NFC, I don't know playing playing in Lambeau is not. Well, they didn't. Easy. If we want to talk about last team. weeks, we want to talk about any games last week that only sneaking by the Jaguars was a very worrisome thing for me as a Packers supporter or it was a weird game. It was a weird game, but I'm just worried that that weird game is going to happen in the divisional round against the Cardinals or something like that. It very well could. There's no, and that's the best part about the NFC. It doesn't seem like there's anyone who wants to stand up and say, I'm the best team in, in this division. Yeah. Or conference, excuse me. Yeah. So, I'm. I think we're both high on the Bucks and wait and see on the Saints with what develops. Um, I don't. I don't trust the Saints as a Super Bowl contender, and the Bucks. It, it's really game to game because they could come out and have 15 penalties and look terrible, or look like the best offense in history, like they looked on Sunday against the Panthers. Um, and really, Antonio Brown settling in. I mean, he had a bunch of bunch of catches again. On, and he just looks like he's getting more and more comfortable in that offense. And who knows if that becomes a game-breaker for them, too. I'm here to see Jameis Winston in, in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. We love the Jameis. We're, we want are the full supporters of Jameis here. Fresh and off a of LASIK. Fresh off a of LASIK. We don't want to see any Taysom Hill nonsense. Uh, give Look us all Jameis all the time. All Jameis all the time. All right, so let's just wrap up the NFC here quick. Uh the NFC East, we don't really need to go deep into. Eagles three five and one. The Giants are right there though, three and seven. You think the Giants? They're, they're in the up? hunt. They're in the hunt. They're fishing. <laughs> oh, uh, God, I hate this division. Yeah, I don't think that's all we have to say. There, we. I hope that if the Eagles or Giants win the division, that they lose to the whatever the five seed is, and we don't. Daniel have to Jones looked good. Again. Daniel Jones did look good. I like Daniel Jones. <laughs> they, listen, Total. they should have. Really, the Giants should have beaten the Bucks a couple weeks ago, too. So maybe the Giants are better than we think. Maybe they're going to sneak this one out, go 8-8 eight and eight or something. But Don't forget about Dallas. Don't for, I, I'm forgetting about Dallas. Dallas is playing. This is another thing we can talk about quick. Is I, don't think, I think the Bears are donezo. I don't know about you. They're technically 5-5 five and five in the hunt, but I can't see them. They're not on an upward trajectory, to say the least. No, the Bears look horrible. They, they don't even need to have – they just need to have a competent offense – and they could be like a legitimate contender in the NFC North. And their offense is just horrible. They didn't even break 200 yards of offense. Yeah. In the NFL, you can't break 200 yards of offense. Yeah. It's oh. absolutely brutal. 
I think the team that beat them Monday night, the Vikings, have a much better chance of making a run at a wild card um, in the coming weeks. Depending on what happens, I think that the team that they would have to knock out, though, it's not going to be the Cardinals, it's not going to be the Rams. I think the Seahawks would have to make a little tumble there. And uh, I'm not sure if they're going to drop enough for the Vikings to make up games, but it'll be interesting. The Lions are also there in four and five, and the 49ers at four and six, but I don't think either of those teams are going to be no. able to make up enough ground with the way the winds are going to break out. Um, so you're so if right now, if you had to decide who was going to win the NFC, who would you be taking? Green Bay. Green Bay? Let's go Aaron Rodgers. All right, I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams. Um, and I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to I'm that's more this is more of a pick of Aaron Donald at wrecking havoc on for three rounds in the playoffs more than anything else. Now, if you were to tell me that it was Green Bay versus the Rams in the NFC Championship, we might be talking about something else. But the Rams first need to get a spot in the playoffs. That's true. And I think and would, the, I think Green Bay is just sitting too dominantly right now. I'm I'm convinced that the Rams are the best team in the NFC West, and they'll probably beat out the Cardinals and Seahawks for that uh, top spot there. That's where I'm. That's where my belief is, and that'll put them at the two or three seed, and that'll be more than enough to get through to the uh, to the Super Bowl. And then we'll see what happens there. Last time they scored three points, so write it down now. We'll see. We will see. Let's go on to the AFC, and uh, this conference is crowded. <laughs> this the AFC is the much this. I feel like this is the first time in a while that the AFC is clearly the better conference of the two yeah, like it's in the nfc all, all for such teams, a long time all the serious contenders in the afc have convincing wins i think when you look at the nfc there's just so many sloppy losses that you're just like why like like how do the packers get smoked by tampa bay and the, like all the big contenders just have losses that you look at and you're like what are they doing but in the afc you have pittsburgh who hasn't lost a game you have Chiefs. obviously the reigning champions in Kansas City, who have looked dominant as ever, only dropped one game all year. Um, and I just think there's a lot less. I don't know. They just look way more dominant than the NFC. As I'm, I just think it's a. De- I think it's deeper. Like with, I oh, think, yeah. I, if you're talking about like top ten teams in the league, and just ranking them in order. Seven of them. You, the, the Steelers and Chiefs are one and two. And then how long does it take before you get to the Packers and Saints where you're, you could still argue there's AFC teams ahead of them? I mean, maybe Packers and Saints, you would still put ahead because of the seven and two and seven and two. But I'm just saying, like, on a neutral field, you're looking at these games. Like, if it was Packers, Ravens, Packers, Bills, Packers, Dolphins, we're going to see Packers, Colts on Sunday, Packers, Titans. Like, you're not – no one's thinking I, – I don't think there's a lot of situations where the Packers are, like, big favorites. I don't think they're more than three-point favorites in any of those games. And I don't know if they're favorites in any of those games particularly. Maybe against the Titans or some of these teams. But I just think that the top end the, – the ceiling of the AFC teams is a lot higher than the NFC teams. I agree. And I just think that, like I said, that like the dominant wins have been – these AFC teams have just looked so much better. They don't look very sloppy. I mean, you have, so let's see, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Buffalo, even Miami. <laughs> Miami's good now. We can Miami say that. smacked the Rams a couple <laughs> yeah, weeks like ago. Yeah, like Miami's like good smacked. now. Yeah. yeah, that's your favorite to win the NFC. 
Like, yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Like, I'm I'm much more confident. I've already seen this happen. I've seen the Bills and Dolphins damn near dominate the NFC West. I mean, to start the year, like in some of these games, I've seen the Chiefs just. I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like, they're just gonna blow everybody out of the water. The Steelers. Who who is, are the Packers scoring points against the Steelers? I don't know. Are the Saints gonna score points against the Steelers with the, that defense coming after them? I don't, I don't know, know, man. I don't think so. I think it would be really hard. I, I just don't, I don't see anyone going into Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh. Well, no, they wouldn't be. If, where's it being played at? Tampa Bay. Pittsburgh just and they try. Are they gonna be able to have fans there? Where? In Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl. Um, they're having twelve thousand fans as of right now. Mm-hmm. How many of those are going to be Pittsburgh fans? Eight? Oh, yeah, most of them. If, if they if go Pittsburgh's there. If they there, go yeah. there, let's not jinx it. Yeah. But I just think that I don't see anyone – yeah, I don't see anyone scoring on Pittsburgh's defense. They look too dominant. And I think – yeah, I think the Packers would be the only chance to beat Pittsburgh out of the NFC. Who is other team could go in there and beat Pittsburgh? Oh, nobody. I don't, that's what, and that's my point is I don't see, I don't see the Packers. If the, if it was say any of those NFC teams going into AFC territory, so say the Packers going into Pittsburgh or Kansas city or Baltimore or Buffalo or Miami, like, I don't think they would win those games. I really don't No, I agree. (laughs) And that's just, I think the state of the, the league at this point, or yeah, just in general, because, and I think it has to do with, we were talking about the NFC the last couple of years has been so dominant, but look at these teams at the top. We've got here, the Packers and saints. Those are two teams that have been around. They're older. You know, we're starting mm-hmm. to see the new quarterbacks kind of start taking over and new, te- new blood getting into here. Uh, besides the Steelers who just Ben Roethlisberger is apparently one of those everlasting quarterbacks at this point. It's Cause he doesn't practice. <laughs> he said his arm felt fresher. He was good. He was chilling. He just needs to not practice every week and just show up Sunday. I just <laughs> I think that'll he's, make not, he's an anomaly to me. He doesn't really work out that much. He's not known for being fit, but he's somehow guided this team to having nine wins and not a single loss. That's impressive. I still think that they I, I I think that they have one of the lower ceilings of I think that they're the most consistent team in the AFC, but I think that they have one of the lowest ceilings of all the AFC contenders. I agree. Right I just think they're the most well-rounded. Oh yeah, and it's Ben. And Ben is really like, I. They must be kicking themselves over last year, seeing how Ben looks with this offense this year, and just with with that defense. I mean, because oh yeah, they, it was a missed opportunity with just how good they could have been. Um, they, I mean, they still even went eight and eight without Ben, but just the upgrade at having stability at the quarterback position is just everything. Yeah, and I think their worst aspect of their offense is just their run game. I think that James Conner is yeah. all right. I don't think he's going to blow anyone's mind. But I, think, I wish they had a more dynamic running back that they could have back there. Yeah, James Conner seems to be kind of like a one-trick pony. But, I mean, he – and this and mind you, we're still talking about a team that hasn't lost a game. Mm-hmm. But I think that if there's any issue on that offense, it's their running game. But James Conner still gets it done. I mean, he still can, like – he gets a good bit of carries. He doesn't. He's not complaining. He's not Le'Veon Bell. He's gonna sit back there and bitch and moan about it. Nope. 
Nope. They're, they're, they've really bought in. Tomlin's doing a great job with that team. Like he should probably win. He should win coach of the year this year. Like the fact that he is Mike Tomlin's one of my favorite. He's always been one of my favorite coaches, but the job that he's still been able to do with extent, this team is good. Every they They're an instant. Never had a losing point. season under Mike Tomlin. Do you know that? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's impressive. It's fucking impressive. I, I really respect it. And guys love to play for him. It seems like let's run through this quick. This is the rest of their schedule because I don't really think they're going to end up going 16-0. and I think this is a team that's susceptible to a stupid loss at some point. Just, I don't know why. I, just, I mean, they, they were very close to it against the Cowboys, and I think that's making me more believe that they could lose a stupid game at some point. That Eagles game earlier in the year was weird. Um, the Titans game, they almost blew it at the end. So here it is. They've got at Jacksonville this week, which the way Jacksonville looked last week, I mean, would you be sh- completely shocked if the Steelers lost to them? They're not losing to Jacksonville. Okay, but would you be completely shocked? No, it's the, it's the NFL, okay. any given okay. Sunday. I'll give you that. But yeah, I think they're going to beat the Jacks. Then it's Thursday night on Thanksgiving at home against the Ravens. I think they're, not I think losing, they're better they're than the Ravens, man. I, don't, I think they're better than the Ravens. Football team at home, that's a win. This is the trickiest game for them on their schedule. At the Buffalo Bills, Sunday Night Football, December 13th. I hope it's a cold one. Oh, December 13th. Oh, it's going to be a cold one. It's going to be a cold one. That might hurt the Bills more than anything else. The Bills want to air it out, man. They're going to throw the ball 50 times against the Steelers. So that's – and then after that, at the Bengals, home to the Colts, at your Cleveland Browns. So I think think that Browns game, if they're 15-0 – or fourteen and one, and have the conference locked up. They're probably not playing anybody. I wouldn't unless they, unless they do it for the legacy. Do it for the legacy and to just knock the Browns out of the playoffs or something. I think if, ben, if they asked Big Ben if he wanted to sit out, he might. He might. You think, you think he's just a gamer? You think he would just say, "No, I want this." What right? if they just did it to knock the Browns out of the playoffs? That'd be the shittiest. I'd be. <laughs> I would. That would make me such a bigger Steelers hater. The Browns oh, are like ten and five. They're so good, but that would make me the biggest Steelers hater if they just started. They played all their starters just to make sure we didn't get a wild card spot. I don't want to think about that possibility. I don't. I'm hoping for you that that doesn't happen. I really no. I hope that we're already out by then. <laughs> I hope I already know, and it doesn't have to be a heartbreaking loss to a rival. The Brownies. Do you think? I mean, they're on the outside looking in right now. What are you? What are you thinking about the Browns here, real quick? I don't ever think anything good about the Browns. For <laughs> <laughs> being honest, uh, I mean, their schedule is not very hard. I think that they should be able to find at least nine wins, at least nine wins, and I think they need to get at least ten to get in the, the wild card. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm wondering what the wild card ends up this year. Like, is it going to be ten or eleven wins to get that wild card spot? Because there, I mean, there's five teams right now with a six and three record in those battling for three wild card spots. Your Brownies have Eagles at Jags at Titans, Ravens, both New York teams, Steelers. So there's some easy games on the schedule. They really better beat the Eagles this week. They really. Yeah, I count out at least three losses in those. I think you drop one. You drop to the Titans. I don't think we're beating the Titans. See, that's the game I think they could win is the Titans. They could. That's the only one that I think they could Monday Night Football against the Ravens? You don't think that the boys can pull it together for Monday Night Football? No, I think Lamar Jackson's going to wake <laughs> up at some point this year. <laughs> and that defense, I don't know. That was. I think that 
the Ravens shouldn't have lost on was it? yeah that was Sunday night. They shouldn't have lost that game. I think that they're they're better than they looked in that game. And yeah. I think everyone knows that. I think the Ravens. Speaking of those Tennessee Titans, you're talking about the Ravens are going to come out this week and fucking stomp the Titans. I love I them. Not, I would not be happy for the the Titans. They're six and a half point favorites too. Already, the Titans are or the, the Ravens. Ravens are? The Ravens. Yeah, I think the tenant, the Titans' defense looks so bad, and their offense. You're right, is capped by Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I was so Dude, pissed off watching them. Him and Derek Carr are the same person. I'm telling you, like they're those are the same football teams. That and we'll see that this. All right, so let's let's hop into the Chiefs here because with along with the Chiefs, we'll have to talk about the Raiders. They play this week Sunday Night Football. The Raiders already have a win over the Chiefs. They're six and three. The Chiefs eight and one. So. Theoretically, the Raiders upset the Chiefs again. They would only be one game back with the tiebreaker um, in the division. This this isn't happening, right? Like the Chiefs are going to go no. fourteen and two. They're going to be so pissed off going to play the Raiders, especially after losing. You hear the story about the Raiders driving the buses around the stadium? No, I didn't. So apparently, after the game, because I was at Kansas City, mm-hmm. they loaded up in the buses and were riding around like screaming shit out the window. At <laughs> oh no. Dude, fuck the Raiders. I can't stand Gruden. I don't like Derek Carr. Oh, I hope they get smoked. I think it's going to be – I'm interested. I think because those games are always good games, even when the Raiders – I mean, last year the Raiders weren't particularly good, but it was still good games that they played. But I'm under the impression we just hyped up the Steelers and gave them all that talk. But when we come to the end of this podcast and we decide who's going to win the AFC, like we just did with the NFC – I'm not picking the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm picking no. the Kansas City Chiefs, and no. I'm going to live and die by that because I'm never yeah. going to pick against Patrick Mahomes. I can't. There's no way you can. You can't be cra- You would be crazy to do that right now, the way he's playing. Yeah, I mean, can't, counting Pat Mahomes out ever is stupid. And Kansas City's offense, if there's anyone who's going to challenge the Steelers' defense, I think it's Kansas City's offense. I think Pat Mahomes pulls the rabbit out of the hat every week where he just has something that you look at and you're like, how does someone do that? Mm-hmm. And, and Clyde's Edward, a is also very good. He's, I mean, they also spread the field out. So that kind of helps, but I mean, they run the ball really well in games that they've had to. And at no point are you worried about Kansas city scoring? They haven't had any, I mean, the Raiders dropping the game to the Raiders. I just think they weren't, I think it was just a fluke. I think you're going to smoke. I think the Raiders are good. Like, I think the Raiders are solid. I think that they're like a solid team. And that was a bad day for the Chiefs in general. Yeah, the Raiders are are a very good mid-level team. Yes. Yes. And that's that's it. But I think it's... I like Josh Jacobs. I do like Josh Jacobs. It's different beating the Chiefs on Sunday at 1 o'clock. It's a whole other ball game beating the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Those lights get bright. They they get bright. And Pat Mahomes has been here. And we're gonna see the big we're gonna see the big pictures fly forward, and it's gonna be Derek Carr next to Patrick Mahomes. And anybody who picks the Raiders is gonna be like, "Fuck, what did I do? Derek Carr? What did I just do with myself?" <laughs> yeah. So let's, no- the reason that the Chiefs might not, ha- I mean, might not be able to catch up to the Steelers, their schedule the rest of the way is uh, they've got a couple of tough. Ge- all their all their road games are tough. So on the road, they play at Vegas this week, at Tampa next week. Then they host Denver. That's an easy enough game, right? 
currently for Sunday Night Football. I doubt that's going to be on a, the Flex Sunday it. Night Football game that we I don't want to see it. Get that out of there. At Miami, at New Orleans, and then they host Atlanta and the Chargers, the two most cursed franchises in the NFL. So they'll win those two games. But so they those get two road games geared up to go into the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. The, that's what they need. But those four road games are tough. Like those are tough places. Not just those are good teams. Those are all good teams. They're good teams with go good beat. defenses that I wouldn't want to play on the road. And I'm just wondering, hope one of those teams I'm assuming is going to catch them and, and be able to pick one off of them. Hopefully yeah, they, not the they Miami Dolphins. Sure have another loss in their season. They're not going, what, 15 and one? No shot. I would be, but wouldn't, I don't know. It's going to be so weird when the Steelers are 15 and one and the Chiefs are like 13 and three, but I'm going to clearly believe that the Chiefs are the better football team. It's just going to mess with my head looking at it, I think. Mine as well. I just think that the Steelers have played very fun. Like, they don't do anything that crazy. They play really good fundamental football. They get it. Rush the passer well, and they're the most normal football team out of all the AFC, <laughs> 100% out of all the AFC contenders because all the AFC contenders do something absurd usually. Or have Pat Mahomes, or have Pat Mahomes, but they're they're the most absurd team. They put Pat Mahomes in motion on offense, like they'll do whatever. They put Pat Mahomes in motion, and then he caught the snap. Like what is that? <laughs> I've never seen a play like that in my life. Oh yeah, so we we're big believers in the Chiefs still. So let's move on to the conversation I didn't want to have uh, at all this year the afc east the bills right now seven and three in command a game and a, a half game ahead but also hold the tiebreaker they beat the dolphins in week two um what do you expect coming down the stretch between these two teams they play each other week 17 in buffalo i, I hope your colts do it i i really do i think they're gonna be they're gonna do it let's just put it out there Put it into the world, but I think that this Miami team is hot right now. <laughs> they're, fi- they're they're finally good. <laughs> like I said earlier, they're finally good. We can say it, and I don't think it's a gimme against. Oh, like, it it was not. No, it's not a gimme. No, and two is looking good. Their defense is legitimately good, and it could be a very hard game for you to watch. What do you? It think? might be. I've, I think that I've been terrified of the Dolphins drafting Tua since the night they drafted Tua for this exact occasion. It's not any lack of faith in the Bills because I think regardless of what happens, both those teams might be 11 or 12 win teams and are very, very good football teams. Um, as we talked about earlier with that, the Hail Mary play against the Cardinals, that's how close the Bills were to being 8-2 and two being a game and a half ahead of the Cardinals, uh, the Dolphins, and nobody would be talking, saying anything about, you know, doubting the Bills in the AFC East or anything. They'd be talking about Josh. Out. They'd be, <laughs> they'd be talking about Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs in the end zone. I mean, that's just facts. It's just that's, that's how it is in NFL talk, though. Like if you with a third best record, one second, oh. yeah, exactly. In the AFC, one second left in the game, and it's like, oh, the Dolphins are gonna. Turn or turn it around and come back. Like let's all let's let's slow it down a little brakes. bit. Pump the brakes a little bit. I am terrified of the Dolphins. Don't get me wrong. Like the Dolphins are a very good. The defense is scary. Uh, they're a lot better offense with Tua, obviously, than they were with Fitz. I think he just oh, and he's only going to get more and more comfortable the rest of this year. I mean, you can't even. 
they look like a different team. Like they, one of their losses this year is to New England. They scored 11 points in that game. I don't think the Dolphins are going to score 11 points in any game this year or the rest of the way. It's just not going to happen. No. The last three weeks, they've put up 28, 34, and 29. That's. They woke up. Yeah. I mean, they that's, woke up out of that bye different. week. That's just different. And Fitz put up the 43 against the Niners, though. We know that what a shit show the Niners have been this year. So that doesn't look as impressive for the Fitz-led Dolphins uh, going down the stretch. I mean, the, the people that were trying to argue that it was stupid to bring Tua in because we know, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be an MVP quarterback, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was – I don't know. I just think Tua was always going to raise their ceiling and always going to make them a better team. And it's just going to be a race down the stretch. They've got tough – they both have tough games going down the stretch, but they both have – pretty easy games and i think it's pretty likely that they're going to go into week 17 with the same record and we'll see sunday night football or whatever at that four o'clock game for the afc east i i feel like that's a pretty pretty much a given at this point with the way that these two teams seasons have gone so far could you imagine if it all comes down to that game (laughs) i would I'm, you know, I'm ready for it because, you know, I would rather have that game and be in that position than not, unless it's them missing. The, I don't, unless it's one of those teams missing the playoffs, which I think they're going to, both those teams are going to be too good. To what if it's the, the Browns, the Browns and, and the Bills in the same position at the to end of the year? <laughs> that would be like, that would be poetic. It would just be like us just sitting there, just watching our teams lose. And they'd both lose in horrifying <laughs> fashion. And we'd just be like, well... <laughs> That was a great year for us to miss the playoffs at eleven and five. So no, here's a scary stat for you that I just noticed. What do you think the Bills' um, scoring differential is? Oh, the differential is bad. I know that the Seven. yeah the Bills are the Bills. Miami sixty nine for their points differential. So Miami has the blowout win over the Niners, which inflate which helps their differential a lot. The Bills also I looked saw this stat yesterday about the Bills' differential. Listen to this. It, I don't remember the exact numbers. It was plus 50-something in the first half. You want to hear what the number was for the third quarter? 46. Minus 46 in third quarters. And then they're like plus 10 <laughs> in fourth quarters. Minus 36. So the Bills come, clearly have... They at a half sleepy. They clearly, yeah, they clearly have issues playing games at halftime. And the other thing that's blowing the Bills out on that score differential is the 42-16 to 16 massacre that happened against the Titans. So it's not, it's not, I would like a more consistent football team through all the entire game, but with Josh Allen, you, it's a roller coaster and you kind of just sign up for that and hope for the best. And it's not all him. I'm not saying that the roller coaster, he is part of the roller coaster, but the entire team like will fall flat on their face for an entire quarter. And you're just like, what the fuck just happened? Like you're in a fever dream and a different football team replaced the team that you were watching for the first half. But a lot of teams, I'm sure, feel the same way about their football teams, like the Seattle Seahawks and other fans in the uh, NFL. Oh, yeah. So let's move on to your one of your favorite teams in the NFL and the AFC South, where the Colts and the Titans are both 6-3. and three. The Colts have the edge after demolishing the Titans Thursday night, which neither of us thought was going to happen. We really were heavy uh barely excited about the titans for that game and uh they just let us down benny 
What's wrong with them? <laughs> What's wrong with them? I want to like Tannehill. Can't draw. Yeah, but I don't. Even, I don't even know if that the defense is more to blame than that. I think. Yeah. Um. I just don't know how you drop it a game to the Colts. Like the Colts. I was so mad watching. I was literally just like, "What are you doing?" Like the Colts aren't. I. I don't care what you say. Phil Rivers sucks. I don't care. He's probably a Hall of Famer, but he he's not good this year. Isn't that sad? Oh, <laughs> like I, so I watch that dude and like I never feel confident watching him throw a football. Thinking no, because he throws throw. a football like he's five eight. He throws it from his shoulder. He doesn't. He doesn't even throw a football the right way. It's so strange, and I just I can't stand him. And I <laughs> I just I really thought that the Titans were gonna look good, and they just and who's this running back for the Colts now? Naheem Hines. Yeah. He's Who's playing out of his mind? He's a fucking stud, apparently. He's really good. And the ten- he just exposed Tennessee's defense for being horrible. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm even like the biggest Tennessee fan, but I always, every year as a Browns fan, you should know this, I pick a team that I'm going to watch when the playoffs come around or a team <laughs> that I think is going to be at least a, a good middle-level team. I don't want to be a front-runner, and this year is going to be the Titans. And here we are. And they're tied with the Browns. <laughs> like I think you me. Your, I think you jinxed yourself by yeah, might picking be. the Titans. You just needed to let it flow. See what if you would have picked another team who instead of the Titans, who do you think it would have been? Knowing yourself, who do you think you would have preferred <sighs> watching football this year? Probably probably the Rams. I wanted the Rams to be good. All right. See that, that would have like been a dominant. more fun team. I was expecting you to say the Cardinals. And I was gonna say, No, that I would slept be on the Cardinals. I had no belief in the Cardinals, and I, I've always rooted for the Saints too to win. But I don't, I don't want to be a front runner, so I would pick like the Rams, like a, a low key team. But here we are. All right, Benny. So who do you think is going to come out on top in the AFC South? We'll run the schedules here quick. Uh, the The Titans and Colts play in two weeks in Indianapolis again. Um, the Titans, the rest of their schedule, we know they play the Ravens this week um, at Colts next week. Then hosting your Cleveland Browns at Jacksonville, host Detroit, at Green Bay, at Houston. I still think the Titans are going to pull it out. I really do. I'm not even saying that as a front runner, or yeah. not a front runner, but like because I want them to win. I, I don't think that the Colts, led by Phil Rivers, is going to really go anywhere. Like Their defense will carry them a decent, way, a decent bit of the way, but I still would just be – in order for this to happen, though, I think Tennessee obviously needs to win the next game against the Colts because they can't lose the tiebreaker. Um, so, fingers crossed, I think that the Titans will still pull it out. Um, I don't – unless Indianapolis still hangs on. I don't know. <laughs> Indy's schedule, they have to play – they play Green Bay this week, then Tennessee at home, the next two games at home. They still play Houston tw- both times. Um, and then they go to Vegas and to Pittsburgh before finishing up with Jacksonville. Those are tough games, to Vegas and to Pittsburgh. I could see Indy dropping both of those. I'm with you. I think that Tennessee is going to end up winning. I just think both those teams, those divisions might be like 10 and 6, 9 and 7, or t- both 10 and 6 around that range and not really like the wild card contender. Because I think the wild card might, be, might take 10 and 6, 11 and 5 to you know get that 7 spot. Yeah, I think that that's probably the only. I just yeah, like you said, I don't see Indianapolis winning against 
Who did you say again? They play Green them. Bay. They play. I don't think they're going to beat Green Bay. I don't oh. think they'll beat Tennessee twice or Vegas or the Steelers. That's four more losses on their schedule. Yeah, so Tennessee should still be able to pull this out. And I think the Colts could honestly drop one to the, the Texans. I think the Texans are due for, like, right? Do they still have any shot? Do they have any? No, any they're done. They're, they're done. They they should just go. I, I, no, they, I don't even know. They they shouldn't even be bad because Miami has their pick. It's bad. It's all bad for them. Horrible. But yeah, I'm with you. I think that I think the Titans are the favorite there, and I think the Colts maybe maybe will sneak in in that back half. Let's talk. Let's let's run over the wild card quick. Who we think is going to finish the wild card before we pick our AFC? All right. Well, before we both decide to pick the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> We've got currently it's the Ravens, Dolphins, and Raiders with the Browns and Titans look again. Um, do you see any change there? Do you think your Brownies are going to be able to jump ahead of the Raiders? Because I think the Dolphins and Ravens, or if it ends up the Bills in the wild card, I think one of the AFC East teams and the Ravens are pretty safe that they're going to end up as a wild card team. I don't see the Browns sneaking in here. I think that mm-hmm. the Ravens, unless the Ravens play the rest of the year like they played on Sunday night, I don't see them dropping out of the wild card. I, I mean, they're still right there. I mean, they probably wouldn't take the division. It would be a miracle for them to take the division. Yeah, they would need but, a collapse from the Steelers. Yeah, you need to see us go on a decent loss, decent loss streak after winning nine straight. I don't think so. Um, but I, and we're not going to have the tiebreaker. Nope. So well, I they play the Ravens Monday Night Football in December at one of those games. That would be an interesting No. But they, they, they do play the game. <laughs> they do. They still play the game. It's yeah. <laughs> um. I, yeah. I just always assume Browns losses. Um. So yeah, I think that it should probably be. Let me think. So Ravens. I think the Raiders are also going to probably sneak in there because the Raiders are a good team. And then, let me think. The Titans. The Titans still have a shot. You'd, yeah, you'd think that they'd have a better shot than the Brownies would. Yeah, 100%. I think they have a better shot to sneak in there. Yeah, I think right now the the, the three teams, however they're going to line up eventually, the Raiders, Ra- Dolphins, and Ravens are the probably the three teams that should be the wild card. Then you can interchange whoever wins the AFC South. But yeah, like you said, the Browns, they'd have to beat the Ravens. They really would just – that would be the game. They already missed, missed their chance against the Raiders. They should have won that game, really. That was a dumb game. And just, I feel like they just shot themselves in the foot that entire game. They would really have to come out on Monday Night Football and have an impressive game against the Ravens and handle their business the rest of the year, obviously. But yeah, that just, which is going to depend on what that Ravens Titans game is really like. We're going to find out which one of those teams is for real. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to see that on Sunday. No, that'll be a great game to watch. Yeah. Um, so we're both picking the Chiefs in the AFC, right? It's the, Chiefs, it's the Chiefs of the Steelers, which I know is like the obvious response. Yeah, I'm still just, I don't think any of these other teams are better than the Chiefs. I just don't see anyone slowing the Chiefs offense down. No. Sorry, Steelers. So you have a Chiefs Packers Super Bowl. Who wins the Super Bowl? <laughs> Everyone's going to, like, this is like the most obvious. Like, I know, the it's the Chiefs. Like, <laughs> the AFC art, this looks so much better than the NFC. The NFC yeah. looks so bad. It's another, it's another AFC year. It has Here's the to. thing to me is that, the AFC just looks better, but even though the Steelers are 9-0, the Chiefs look that much better than anybody even in the AFC. They just I think they can win games 
in more ways than other teams can win games, if that makes sense. A lot no, more. No, it teams. does. They're not. They're multi-dimensional. Yeah, and way, especially way more multi-dimensional than the Steelers are. Like the Steelers are definitely right up there with them, but I just they don't have that. Like we said earlier, the ceiling is just so much higher for the Chiefs. Yeah, when they're clicking, I don't think anyone in the league can stop them. All right, so thank you guys for listening to this mid-season review slash second half of the season preview. Um, we just wanted to we set up the playoff picture and everything for you guys. Follow us at couch underscore QBs on social media. Don't forget to subscribe, review, and rate this podcast. Uh, Benny, you got anything going on? Got anything for the fans here at the end? Put all your money on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's Put the house on best it. Best advice I could give as well. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back later in the week with some of our picks for this weekend. Until then, enjoy the Thursday night game.